Hello and welcome back to the Basketball Champions League coast-to-coast podcast with you from Regensburg, Germany. I'm David Hein, flying solo this week as my partner in crime, Igor Djurkovic, is on FIBA duty at the FIBA Eurobasket 2022 qualifiers. Uh, just uh, a short abbreviated show this week. Basically, we just have an interview with Kyle Allman from Fevriga. Uh, just going to kind of introduce that and uh, let you know a couple of different things. Um, if you want to check out the, the site, championsleague.basketball, there's some content up right now. Uh, you can go to uh, Twitter and Instagram and vote on the most beautiful jersey of the league. Right now they're in the round of 16. You can go to Twitter and Instagram Follow us at Champ Basketball CL. Uh, like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. There's the mobile app. Info at championsleague.basketball is the website. Subscribe to the podcast. As I mentioned, championsleague.basketball is the website. Um, also on the web on the website is a piece on Krister Sorkis, also from Favriga. So Favriga is getting some love this week. And uh, also I wrote a piece on Amar Silla the young Senegalese talent with Philoest Ostend, sort of about his uh, better, uh, his comfort level being a little bit higher now than his second season after the move from Real Madrid to Ostend. Um, obviously no basketball uh, this week and next week. The Basketball Champions League returns on December 8th. There was, uh, there was news for a player who's uh, been in the Champions League, uh, Vit Krejci from uh, from Castellamont Saragossa was drafted in the 2020 NBA draft. Um, he was the he was selected 37th overall, and uh, will will be in the Oklahoma City Thunder organization. So congratulations to him. Uh, I wrote about him last season, uh, a young Czech talent. Um, so yeah, there's uh, basketball, uh, even though there's no basketball champions league games, there are, there's plenty of basketball going on, uh, the, over the entire week and, uh, weekend, uh, there's FIBA, FIBA, uh, FIBA Afrobasket 2021 qualifiers, FIBA America 2022 qualifiers, FIBA Asia cup 2021 qualifiers. FIBA Eurobasket 2022 qualifiers, as well as FIBA Basketball World Cup 2023 European pre-qualifiers. Go to FIBA.Basketball, the website, and find out uh, which games you want to watch. There's plenty of them, plenty of them uh, on lots of players from the BCL competing for their national teams. Uh, so just uh, you're not going to go without basketball in this FIBA window. Plenty of stuff to watch. Uh, let's let's move to the interview. As I mentioned, uh, we talked to Kyle Allman uh, of Fev Riga, uh, one of the exciting players this season making a debut uh, in the BCL. So here's my chat with him, and we'll catch you on the other side. All right, so on the show this week, we have Kyle Allman from Fev Riga. Uh, Kyle, thanks for uh, coming on and taking some time. Thank you for having me, man. You guys are going into the break, the first FIBA window, with a one-and-one record. Uh, Maybe just in general, two tight games. Uh, We'll talk about the group and and how tight it is. Uh, Maybe just how 
how you guys feel. A lot of you guys are maybe in this competition for the first time, European competition for the first time. Uh, you know, not, you've been successful in the Latvian Estonian league. Uh, maybe just how you feel right now uh, at the first break of the season. Um, as of right now, we feel good. I think we have a great group of guys, uh, big guards, wings. I, I think we all play well together. And I think each game, we see how much more we can compete with a lot of different teams, a lot of better teams on paper. So we just, we just been competing so far. And then, um, we're just seeing how good we could be right now. One of the advantages of, of playing in the, uh, of playing with, with, uh, Feveriga is, uh, is basically you're going to be making your, you're, you're making your debut in the Champions League, Basketball Champions League. Um, the BCL's been a pretty thrilling league in its first four season, lots of buzzer beaters and whatnot. And your first game actually saw a buzzer beater, uh, as, as well with, uh, Strasburg winning on, on Bonzi Colson's game winner. Uh, maybe how much did that game hurt you guys uh, after you, you know, you guys played really well, especially at the, in the first quarter, we talked to, to Bonzi afterwards and he said, you guys really punched them in the face and they had to come back. How much did it hurt uh, losing that game? Um, it hurt because it was things that we could control. Like, I don't think they did anything spectacular. I think we were just turning the ball over. We were, we weren't boxing out. We were giving them, we basically different in points. I think it hurt more because it was things we could control. So um, the games definitely would change if you know we we let them turn over and box out a little more. But I don't know. I think I think it hurt just obviously you you fight for forty minutes and then you lose in the last two seconds. So that definitely hurt. But like I said, it was just things we could control. So I mean, it, it was a wake up call at the same time. Yeah, and then the, the the following week, you you guys really you know showed some resilience. Uh, you know, Paris there is a team that had beaten Rites by I think it was eighteen points, and and you go, go in and beat them for your first victory of the season in BCL. Uh, maybe just your the biggest things you guys learned from that game. Um, I I think like I said earlier, I think we learned how good we could be. Um. That that loss to Strasbourg hurt, so I think we we took that hurt on the road to Greece with us, and you know we we were missing a couple of players due to some sickness and some uh, some ankle injuries. So I mean we were just out there really just battling and just trying to be the toughest team. There was a lot of ups and downs in the game, but we competed the whole game, and I think I think we did the little things and it paid off for us in the end. You guys are in a tough group with Strasbourg, Peristeri, and, and, and Rita. So far, you're you're one and one, uh, but probably the 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 more the most important statistic maybe in this group uh, is that you're plus one in point differential. Uh, maybe just talk about how tight this group will be the rest of the way um, going forward. Um, I, I think I think the biggest thing I don't think we're worried about the differential right now. I think. We're more just focused on just not not taking our foot off the gas. So like once we start beating teams, let's let's keep the lead where it is and, and never give them a chance to get back in the game. So I think whether we're up plus five or plus four or whatever the case is, I think we just need to to keep our foot on the gas and and you know never let up until until the, the clock is out. This and is I your think that'll that'll put us where we need to be. Yeah, um, this is your second season in Europe, and this is your first season playing on the European stage. Um, maybe how excited are you to be doing this? You know, you're, you're going to, 
you're going to France, you're going to uh, uh, you're going back to Greece, you're going to to Lithuania. Maybe just how excited you are to be playing on the European stage. Well, I mean, I'm definitely excited. This is this is what I've been wanting to play for since last year. Like last year, I didn't get a chance to play BCL, but now I get to play twice a week and and travel and see a lot of different countries. So, I mean, I, as I keep getting older and the season keeps going by, I feel like I get better and I feel like I can prove how how good I am, how good I can be on these different stages in these different countries. So, I'm kind of taking every game like an audition, like just showing what I can do and how much better I've gotten since last year in Greece. So just showing that I can play at this level and maybe maybe a higher level if possible. Um, let's go back a little bit. You're from New York, uh, from from Brook from Brooklyn, played high school uh, in the Bronx. Um, you know, New York is so well known for its basketball. Maybe who were some of your role models growing up and, and why those guys? Um, growing up, I didn't have a lot of New York City role models. I think, I think I'm, I'm more had, I think my parents were my role models just based on that, their hard work and like the things that they did and like the way I saw them carry themselves and it came to their profession. So I think those are my role models, but as I've gotten older, I've, I've, you know, studied people who I think I can take things from their game. So like at this point, I watch a lot of early people and, um, I see things that they do and, I see the plays that they make, and I, I take little things from that game. But I don't think I really had a role model growing up. I think it was more so just my parents. I saw somewhere you you mentioned that you 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 look and see what guards are, uh, what guards uh, in Europe are doing, and you try to take some things from them. Who are some of the guys that you're that you're watching here in in Europe? Then, um, I watch a lot of Mike James. I watch Kevin Pangos, Louis Bowen. Um, I watched Jordan Crawford. Watch a lot of those guys. Some some of them who just really score, but I watch Eric McCollum. I watch a lot of guys who uh who score and, and I see them make make the right read some some plays. Um, especially like Kevin Kinghouse and, and Mike James who really pass. So I kinda of see the reads that they make but the way they score too. Um so I'm just looking to expand my game and do more than just scoring. So passing is something that can definitely expand my game. And I've been getting better at progressively. So I've just been watching those guys and seeing the reads that they make and the way they scan the floor, but also aggressive in score. So I've definitely been paying attention to them specifically. Yeah. Um, let's actually go back to, to New York. Um, maybe some of the best battles you had back home in the Big Apple. Maybe just some of the guys that you really remember going going at it uh, on the hard court outside or in short. Um, Justin Foreman played against him a couple times. Uh, we went at it. I went to school with him too, so we went at it a lot. Um, I can't. I actually can't really remember. I don't know. My, I don't know. My mind is blank on that one. But I, but I know. I know. I had a lot of battles in high school for sure. Um, against a lot of schools in the, in, in the playground for sure. So. I know there's been a lot of battles. I just can't think of specific people right now. Yeah. Um, what did you think about going out to Cal State Fullerton? Obviously, New York, California is quite quite a f- uh, quite a trip. Um, didn't really have many offers at all, and uh, you know, Cal State Fullerton came calling, and you went out to to the West Coast. Uh, you know, close to your parents, like as you mentioned earlier, that you know they're kind of your role models. Uh, maybe just. 
what was it like going out there uh, to to take that next step in your basketball career? Uh, it was different. I think California is completely different from New York City. So it was, it was different, and I think it was a change of scenery I needed. Um, coaching staff really liked me, and I really liked them. I liked the school. I liked the campus. I liked the way they did things over there. So I think it was a good match. I had a lot of people who, who cared for me and made sure I was, I was okay over there. So I, I felt like it was a family away from home. So besides, you know, my basketball situation being well, I think uh, my coaching staff and the people that were on my team and the people I met during the year made it even easier of a transition. So they they played a part in it just as much as, you know, my coaching staff did, the people that I, that I met on campus and my teammates. So it was a pretty easy transition for me. Um, it's, it's hard not to notice, just looking at your stats, it's hard not to notice um, the development from your sophomore second year to your junior season. Uh, you look at the three-point shooting percentage at 27% as a sophomore, up to 45.6% as a junior. That's more than 18% um, improvement basically over the summer. Um, maybe just talk about that that summer for you and, 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 and you know, you became much more of a, a, a crucial part of the, of the offense that um, – that junior season. Uh, but obviously if people look at, at what you did in college, you know, that's one of the main things, obviously there's the step up in production, but just the 18% uh, uh, increase in shooting and three point shooting percentage. Maybe talk about that in particular. Um, I think the difference was the work I put in during the summer. So uh, the previous summer, like, you know, everyone goes home for summer break and then comes back. But with sophomore going into my junior year, it was the first, that was the first time I didn't give myself a summer break. So, like, as soon as season was over, I took time to myself. But I called my parents and told them, like, look, no, I'm not coming home this summer. Um, so I stayed in California from, from I want to say, May to when the season ended to, the, to when the new season started. So I was literally in California, um, you know, shooting, working out two times a day. Like I was, I was really on a mission because I wanted to be better, and I knew my role was increasing. So it was just staying in the gym and staying focused, and not really going out anywhere, you know. Um, and yeah, just not not coming home. I didn't. I really didn't take time off. I still treated my body well, but I didn't. I didn't take a lot of time off from the game. So I stayed out there. I stayed locked in. And I, I was shooting a lot of ton of shots every day. So that was, that was pretty much it. And it showed. Um, you won. Uh, you were named uh, to the All Big West first team, back to back years, junior senior year, and then all tournament team, uh, Big West alternate team. You guys uh, won the Big West tournament in 2018 and went to back to the NCAA tournament for the for the first time in in ten years. Um, you know, you really finished strong those last two years. Maybe just how do you look back on your career? And, and you know, a lot of people speak really highly of, 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 of how you kind of uh, gave a, a good push to that program there in, 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 um, in, in Fullerton. Uh, when I look back on my career, it was, it was a lot of ups and downs that I wouldn't want it any other way. Um, my, my first two years, you know, I was figuring it out, and especially my first year, I struggled a lot on the court, just like 
not knowing what to do and not even not knowing what I was capable of. But I think as I grew, I figured it out and I, I you know, stuck with the game and I got better each year. And I think I wouldn't want my story to go any other way. And um, I think I think the way the way it went, I, I like it because I put a, a small school or like a, a major school on the map and. I made it a destination for a lot of people who have a similar story as me, you know, underrated in high school, underranked, and not a lot of offers to come somewhere where they're given the opportunity to, to show how good they can be and, and you know, to, to just show their true potential. So I think I like my story because I, I paved the way for a lot of kids after me. So um, that's one of, like, the biggest compliments I get that, that people came to Fullerton because they heard my story and they feel like, their story is similar. I think that's one of the biggest compliments, for sure. We seem to have had a um, a few guys um, that were, you know, basically underregarded out of high school um, and whatnot, and have come uh, to the BCL and started to do some great things. Uh, Kevin Puncher's guy came kind came to mind. Obviously, what he's doing is pretty impressive. So. Uh, basically, just keep working on that. Um, I, I know your your parents took the the long trip out to Fullerton uh, quite a few times. If I'm not mistaken, I saw them. Uh, uh, I saw that they also came out to Greece. That um, and Latvia probably right now. Corona is probably not the case, but maybe just talk about that support of having them out there. And, and are they uh, to see you guys? And and are there plans at all to come out? I mean, I know with with with. Uh, Corona, all that's probably not really possible. But uh, if something happens down the road that things clear up, is that something that's uh, uh, in the in the plans at all, or just talk about that? Uh, I mean, ho- hopefully they can come. Um, you know, when you see your family, you've gone for so long, and you finally see your family, it's kind of like a recharge to your battery. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember, I remember seeing them last year, and I was drained mentally and. I saw them and it just boosted my spirits a lot. So, I mean, not saying I'm in the same place mentally right now. Like, I'm I'm in a great place mentally. But seeing my parents would just re- recharge my battery, you know, seeing people. And I'd obviously, well, obviously break me out. It, it would be great to spend some time with them because I haven't seen them in months. But um, with COVID right now, it's, it's not looking too promising to see them over here. So hopefully, I mean, maybe we can get a break to come home eventually but I don't think my parents will be able to come out based on how it looks right now but you know we'll see but I mean I'll obviously love for them to come out here um, so hopefully it can happen yeah um, we like to give the listeners uh, uh, and followers of the Basketball Champions League uh, a chance to ask um, some questions uh, from Instagram and uh there was a, quite a few questions from 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 Greeks. Uh, you were very well loved uh, and appreciated. I think back in in Lavrio, um, uh, Nininos uh, wants to know what's your opinion of the Greek basketball league. Uh, the, the, the Greek basketball league is real competitive. I liked it. Um, it was real competitive. It was real physical. I think every game, every local league game, like meant something. And it was it was just very tactical over there. So it, it kind of showed me how important people take Scott on court and how important film was because, you know, one shot and, and, and one play that you don't know can make the difference in the game. So I think it taught me tactics and it taught me um, just how to play a little more physical than I'm used to in America. And, uh, yeah, it, it, Greek, Greek back to me is a great league, though. Great, really good league. Marks underscore fifteen fifteen wants to know what's your favorite thing about Latvia. 
my favorite thing about Latvia. Um, I like I like that I'm in a city. I'm in a I'm in a real. I don't want to say a big city, but I'm in a real popular popular place out here. So I think everything is very close. A lot of different food spots, Mexican food, you know, Asian food, whatever you want out here. So I like that I have options when it comes to food. Um, because that, that's obviously big for me. So I try a lot of different food that, um, during the week. So that, that's one thing that I really like about Latvia. It was perfect for our next question from Davius13. Favorite Latvian food? Unfortunately, I haven't tried anything. Um, but it's in my plans to try something. So I, I'll, let, I'll let him know when, when that time comes. All right, all right. Sounds good. Um, a chim dog says, who was your favorite Big West player not on your team? Not on my team. I'm going to have to go. My, my favorite Big West player that's not on my team. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tie between three people, so I'm going to have to go with Donovan Fields, Chima Maneki and the third. I'm not, actually no, it's a tie between two. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with those two right there. Donovan Fields and Chima. All right, uh, I have a feeling this is a uh, this is a hijacked one. Red Pinero once uh, says, "You're the best lefty player I've seen. How do I play like you?" Oh, I'm young. I guess watch film and, and you know try try to do certain things, try different moves out um, in, in your workouts. That's kind of what I do. I watch film with other people and stuff I like that they do. I try it in my workouts and you know try to copy that rhythm. So I would just say do that. Watch as much film as you can and just you know start trying things that you that you see in life. I saw in an interview. I think that you watch Synergy on your own. Is that right? And maybe how do you use that? Both for yourself and and against opponents. Um, I I use it for both, but I use it more so for myself. Um, like I said, I just like I, I like to watch games and specific people just to see, you know, different moves they make when when they're being aggressive, when they when they pass, and when they look to score. Just like just different things that they do, different moves. Um, you know, you have a different game in America, so the more film you watch, the more adjusted you get to it. So I, I do watch a lot of film, also for myself, but I do hone in on film when it's time to play other people too. Um, obviously, the game has gone away from the basket and, and towards the basket. Uh, you tweeted one time, the mid-range jumper is a great shot. I don't care what anyone says. Maybe you talk about maybe talk about your love for the for the mid-range jumper. I mean, I think. I think it's a love art, and I think um, the game is threes and layups now. So I think the mid range is just open, especially off pick and rolls and and off closeouts. I think the mid range is you know one of those easy shots that you can shoot. To me, it's easier than shooting a floater. So uh, it's just much preferred to me. Um, a lot of people will probably disagree, but personally, I think it's one of the best shots and the, the the shots that teams like teams like to give up. I think if, if teams are giving it up and players are going to give it up, then you should take it and you know do it in your workouts and try to make it. There was a um, there was a question actually or two even uh, from Instagram about shoes. Um, I believe I saw somewhere that you're a little bit at least of a sneakerhead. 
if money was not a worry at all, uh, maybe what two, three pairs of shoes would you buy? If money was not a worry at all, what yeah. two pairs of shoes would I buy? Two or three pairs, yeah. What, what, what shoes would you, if, uh, if money was not a, a, a concern at all? If money was not a concern, which two pairs of shoes would I buy? I would, hmm, I got to think about that. It's tough. I would probably buy, if money wasn't a concern, I would buy the M&M 4s. Um, I would definitely get those. That's one pair. And then for my second pair, I would get um, I would get the Boston Celtic Dunks from 2003, I believe. I would get the white, the white and green ones. Why those? I would get those. Why would you get those? Oh, I just, I've always loved the shoe, but I've never been, been able to get my hands on it. Okay. okay. Um, it's, a, it's definitely a rare shoe for me. So I would definitely get that. Um, also saw somewhere a while back uh, you said that m- uh, meditation uh, really works. Maybe um, talk a little bit about that. That's not something that a lot of people um, have talked about. Uh, maybe just uh, how how much you do it uh, and what does it give you? Um, I use I use the Calm app. It's an app called the Calm app. Um, I heard about it because LeBron was talking about it. And- they had a free trial, so I was like, you know, let me use it. And um, I literally at my school, Chelsea, uh, she would always tell me to do it, but I just never tried it. And I had a lot of free time in Greece. And one day, I was just like, you know, let me try it. Like, I don't have practice until six. You know, I have a six hours to practice. Like, let me just see what it's about. And um, I started the free trial for the week, I believe it was, and, and I liked it. And it was helping me, like, I don't know, like, like just for, like, in the beginning, it was just helping me, like, go to sleep, like, because I would stay up really late, so it was helping me, like, go to sleep at first, but then I started, you know, like, using it when I felt, like, anxious or, like, overwhelmed about basketball. I would use it, and it would calm me down and make me feel better, so I kind of kept it going, and now it's a thing. I've never deleted the app. I, I do it before every game, um, a couple times a week before I go to sleep. I don't know, it's one of those feel-good things. Um, you know, someone recommended it, so I just tried it, and I love it. So, if someone were to ask me um, how and what app do, do I use, I would definitely recommend the Calm app. Um, you know, like whenever they're feeling anxious, stress, or can't go to sleep, I would definitely use it in no times for sure. Cool. Um, if you look at your pics on on Instagram, you see a lot of tattoos. Maybe maybe just talk a little bit about uh, some of your favorites um, and, and maybe why you like those more than some of the others. Uh, some of my favorites are definitely, I have a lot of portraits. So I have my, my mom and dad. That's my favorite, obviously, because, you know, they, they, they raised me. And um, I don't know, my, my dad and mom taught me, you know, how, how to be a, I don't know how to be a great person, in my opinion. They showed me a lot of things on how to be a great person, and they were just great examples for me on the person I want to be when I grow up. Um, I had my aunt on my leg who passed away, um, and I had my grandfather on my thigh, so those are my three favorite tattoos by far. 
A lot of Americans, young Americans, when they come over to Europe, you know, they get to play with, you know, whatever, you know, 35-year-old or more veteran uh, to kind of learn lessons from. Uh, you played last season with Lavrio, and really Quinton Dacossi was the only American who wasn't playing their first season in Europe. Um, maybe, you know, what was it like spending that much time with all of those guys, you know, De Devin Davis, Glenn Watson, uh, Tile Outlaw? Really, in your really all of your first adventure together there in 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 Europe. Well, I think I think it was cool because, uh, like a lot of the, the tribulations out there, we kind of we kind of faced all of them together. Like it wasn't just you know I was the only young guy, so I'm the only one struggling. Like we were all kind of you know confused because the European games is very different. So we kind of all had each other. Bounce ideas off of to watch film with, um, to talk about if we were stressed. Like, we just kind of had each other, so we used each other as like an outlet and, you know, just people to help like, us get better. So I think, I think it, it, it sounds like it's a struggle, but I think at the same time, um, it kind of helped all of us. And, um, it kind of, it, it kind of taught, taught, I think it, it taught me patience, but I think it taught all of us that at the same time. So all of us how to be patient and, and really trust the process when it comes to, you know, growing as a player in Europe. It's all of us how to trust the process and it's paying off for all of us, I believe. So I think that, I think that's what it really showed. Um, coming back to Feveriga, this for, for people who have been following the BCL uh, and, and know the team from last year, this is a team that's not even close to anything like it was last year. Um, you know, with the the main difference, really the the um, the extreme athleticism that you guys have. You know, you uh, Michael K Kaiser, uh, Isaiah Pinero, uh, among others. Um, maybe your thoughts about the constellation of this team and and uh, and what your uh, what the whole team's mind frame was going into. Uh, this competition after the struggles it had last season. I know none of you guys were part of it. None of the Americans, uh, even even uh, even Sorkas, um, but maybe just the mind frame going into this competition uh, after last season. Well, I think I think we actually have a really well put together team. Um, we have players who can carry up the dribble. We have shooters. We have athletic big men. We have back to the basket big men. Um, we have face up fours, we have pick and pop fours. So I think I think we have everything we need and it's just a matter of everyone doing their job night in, night out, especially, you know, the guards and just us making sure we're doing the right pick and roll stuff and just stuff like that. So I think honestly I think the makeup of the team is is, is really good. Um in terms of the mindset coming into these games, I think I think I think we have an underdog mindset. I know everybody, no one really thinks we're gonna we're gonna win based off what happened last year. And um, like when I watched the film and look at the people, last year wasn't a bad team. I just and, and the games were really close. It, it seems like, but they just didn't they just didn't finish them out. So I think you know this year is just we're trying to we all have something to prove. Um, for me, for me, Isaiah and and Kyber, it's, it's all our first year in BCO. So, you know, we want to prove that we belong here as the new Americans. We want to show that, you know, we, we want to make that a better team and, you know, we can we, we can do that. So we're just trying to prove ourselves along to prove that we have a good coaching staff and a good surrounding cast on our team. Um, 
So you know, so I'm out there. We're really, really coming in at underdogs every every game at BCL and just trying to knock off teams who everyone thinks are going to beat us. You've been uh, so much fun to watch. Uh, the The first game back after the break will be at um, against Ritas on the road on December eighth. You know, we talked uh, briefly that they, you know, they're yeah. still trying to hunt down that eighteen point loss that they had um, to Peristeri to start the season. Uh, what do you think? What do you expect? You know, you guys have some time to to look at what they do uh, a little bit more and, and whatnot. What do you expect from that first game back, and and how important will that one be, sort of as a barometer for where you guys go then uh, for the rest of the regular season? Well, I I think it'll be really competitive. Uh, We have a chance to either go one and two and move down the rankings, or go two and one and move up. So I think we all want to play for that top spot, and so I think the game will really be competitive, especially you know because we're coming up for big wins. So. I think right now we've really seen how good we can be. So we're going to come in there, you know, expecting to win this one. And um, I'm sure they're expecting themselves to beat us too. So I think, like I said, it's going to be really competitive. And, you know, we've had a lot of time off to rest our bodies. And, you know, this feels big is a good time to rest your body, but also work on the game. So I think we're all going to come back to the game just really competitive and excited to play Champions League again. Um, so, yeah, it'll, it'll be a dog fight, in my opinion, I believe. I wouldn't expect anything else. Definitely looking forward to it. Uh, Kyle Allman, thank you from uh, from Feveriga. Thanks for taking some time and uh, talking to us, and uh, good luck down the road. Thank you for having me, man. Have a good day. Okay. So, yeah, Kyle Allman, uh, really a, a fun player and, uh, and and really a team that's just so uh, so dynamic uh, it's been it's been uh, it's been really a, a revelation for 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 that club. So different from le- as they were playing last year, and uh, good to see them. Good to see them uh, getting some success so far. Almond, another guy who you know didn't get rec- much recognition out of high school, ended up going to a smaller college, and uh, is just now starting to to make his mark on the European game. Uh, thank you to all the fans. And players uh, who sent us questions uh, on Instagram. As I mentioned uh, before, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. The handle is Champ uh, Basketball CL. You can you can like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Get all the highlights, full games uh, and later on. Mobile app. Uh, there's info at championsleague.basketball is the email if you want to send us questions. Uh, all the games are on live basketball tv both live and on demand so if you're missing the bcl you're missing your team go and check out uh some past games there's also the condensed games there that you can watch subscribe to to this uh, basketball champions league coast to coast podcast uh send us uh send us messages there Uh, leave a review on itunes there's the website champions league.basketball so many different ways that you can follow us follow the league uh, as I mentioned, there's no games until December 8th, but we will have another podcast next week. So until then, uh, look forward to uh, watching some FIBA basketball and uh, be well. Take care.